Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Buker and Friends podcast, co-starring 10-year NBA center Ryan Hollins. Shot blocked by Ryan Hollins. Hollins sent that into the third row. Six rebounds and eight assists. Hollins climbs the stairs. Down the floor. Ryan Hollins, he is the high jumper. That's what I want to see. Give me some gunpowder and throw the hammer down. And now, here is your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buker. Rick Buker. Welcome to another episode of Buker and Holland's subsidiary of Buker and Friends, part of the United WeCast Network. I'm Rick Buker. You can see me on FS1. You can read me on Bleacher Report, and you can follow me on Twitter at Rick Buker and on Instagram at Rick underscore Buker. He is Ryan Hollins. You can see him on ESPN. You'll soon see him. I think you're gonna be you'll be back with the Clippers, correct? I don't know, right? Okay, that's up in the air, but you'll be able to see him on ESPN on their various shows, and you can follow him on Twitter at the Ryan Hollins and on Instagram at simply Ryan Hollins. He's a good follow. Make sure that you are following him. All right, Ryan, we got a number of things to get into. Both got to get a little NFL in here, uh, but we will start with. The subject that just always gives, and that is, well, first of all, the subject, the the first subject that we should get into is the fact that, uh, as far as I know, Ryan Hollins is doing this uh, podcast naked. I I I think he's not wearing. I think he's wearing pants, but I don't know that he's wearing pants. But I know that he's not wearing much any other than pants. So, just to give you a visual, we're feeling very comfortable as podcast mates now. All right. Uh, any, any, you want to add anything? You want to add anything to that? Yeah, I mean, when you do a, a pod with somebody for so long, man, at, at some point, they got to get comfortable <laughs> here, man. At some point, man, it's like 150 degrees in the valley right now. <laughs> okay. All right. There you go. Um, all right. So, LeBron James, I want to start with the LeBron James trademarking Taco Tuesday. He also came up with a, a glass football helmet that I'm not quite sure. I get, so I'm going to steer clear of that. The, there's, a, there's a real divide, as there always is on everything with LeBron, in terms of the Taco Tuesday trademark attempt. Genius, brilliant, or, dude, what are you doing? Like, why are we doing this? What's the point of this? I would, I would go the other route and just say necessary. Necessary? 
Yeah, I mean, he's brought a different type of attention to the name Taco Tuesday, and there are T-shirts being made, websites popping up. Mm. I'm pretty sure there's a restaurant in the works. It only makes sense that he takes the rights to it, even though Taco Tuesday's been out before LeBron. Sure. It's been out before LeBron. And I want to throw another angle to you. Okay. That I don't I don't think LeBron is, you know, this isn't on purpose. Mm. But I, I was speaking with uh, one of my, you know, Latino colleagues. Mm. And he said, hey, I don't mind Taco Tuesday. It's a cool concept. But <laughs> as LeBron goes, kick, 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 kick. Yes. Quite offensive. Yep. And I don't think LeBron's taking it like that. I don't. He, he, I've heard Mexicans no. do that. You know, even making fun of themselves. Okay. But oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know how you. Feel That's like the N word with the brothers, man. You can say it. I can't. I mean, really? Yes. Really. You can say it. I can't. I can't say. I. 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 I would never. I would never use that word. I can't. That's true. But, but is is are the noises that is it like offensive? Well, is like come on, like it's the whole. I, I I'm glad that you brought that up because that was that's probably my primary issue with it. Is mm. it, it? Is it? And it's not just the sound. Taco Tuesday. It, like he, he is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stereo. <laughs> How do you say it? He's playing into a stereotype. Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Yeah, it's such a happy thing, though. No, Rick. it is. I, I, look, I understand that, but and and look, in this day and age, political correct, correctness. I think that there's times where, you know, we get we are overly sensitive, but but this is the yin and the yang of LeBron, and it seems as if, like, I've had this conversation about LeBron on a variety of things, which is. For the same reason that I understand your logic in that LeBron talking about Taco Tuesday now makes it a valuable entity, even though it's existed long before him. Him trademarking it does not mean that he invented it. He just made it valuable. He made it lucrative. So for him to trademark it because of that, I can appreciate that. But it comes with you have the power to do that. You have the power to take a pedestrian phrase and make it worth money for the same reason you have to be conscious of what you do in a way that is overly sensitive. That is, I can't stray into being, uh, especially with all the stands, with the social stands that he takes, you can't stray into making a mistake like like a, a racial stereotype you just you can't it's it is it comes with the territory of being lebron james that is one of the prices that you pay in exchange for the fact that you can make taco tuesday I mean, into something that makes money i mean rick you got an nfl team called the redskins but lebron can't say taco tuesday well, see I mean, I mean, come the, on the, man you gotta don't you gotta play, don't do the somewhere. don't do the what about thing <laughs> Don't do the what about thing. I'm not, I'm not arguing. I'm I'm not saying that the I don't believe that the the Redskins should have their their name. I think that should change. I, I will say that, but that's not the subject at hand. You're you're so trying to you think LeBron should what? not say he should. It's Taco Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday, guys. There's pl- look. He doesn't. No, no, no. See, now you gotta you gotta do the extreme. 
You got to go and I you got to say it in a boring way. He can say it in an exciting way and not make it. appreciate the Latino culture. It, no, look. To celebrate you're being, tacos. No, Even I, though tacos are slightly American and we've, the tacos I'm eating Taco are Taco Tuesday. <laughs> that, that, you sounded even. No, little. I did not. <laughs> Hello, um, governor. Taco Tuesday. Oh, God. You could do uh, and a, a, an Australian guy wouldn't be offended by an Australian accent. Austra- okay, that's because it's not a it's, it's not a race. Oh gosh, we're talking. We're not talking about a country necessarily. We're talking about, as you said, Latinos, Hispanics, Aussies can be. That's 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 like making fun of. A Southerner's accent. Mm, okay. Southerner's accent can be white or black. And Aussie can be white or black, although I think they're probably predominantly, I believe, predominantly white. But nonetheless, well, yeah, predominantly. But still, Ben Simmons. Um, yeah, everybody down there, they have accent. I, I played with the, uh, Nathan Jawai. He he was, he's definitely had this bit. I mean, Nate was a big 6'9", you know, 275-pound guy. He made single. <laughs> <laughs> See? Funniest thing ever. Yeah. So I it, look, it, it's it, it was the first thing that hit it just hit me wrong. And again, oh. it it is like and it took away the joy of what it was. I loved seeing him with his family. I loved seeing him create this thing. But there's like this integer of you're this big, you're this famous, you gotta be just a little more aware, a little smarter. Because you are that famous, because you are that well known. And it just seems as if there's this disregard for the responsibility that comes with being that famous. And I guess I, I, I am particularly sensitive to this because I was with Yao Ming when he came over and did a book with him and watched how careful he had to be not to offend. And he had, you know, he was stuck between the Chinese and Americans and looking for a way not to offend either, you know, embarrass his countrymen or to say something that was insulting to Americans and and was in the spotlight constantly and was just getting familiar with our culture. And he never had a misstep, but he took pains to make sure that he never had a misstep. And I, and I just, I, I admire that. I know how difficult it was. And so when LeBron just like throws caution to the wind, like he pays no attention to that. And, and yet at the same time, he wants to, you know, stand on, on this pedestal and, and talk about, uh, important issues. It's sort of like, dude, if you're going to, if you want to be taken seriously, then you have to take everything that you do seriously. And I think that's. Yeah. Fair. I, I will say though, this isn't a big consensus, consensus that's just offended by his taco remarks. Yeah, I'd like to see. I think. I, look, if I picked up on it, I can only imagine what Hispanics thought, as you, as your friend okay. said. Okay. I can no, only did. imagine. He did say it. He did. He did. He said so. It's legitimate. Hey, I'm not making it up. Yeah, and I don't think he's alone. I don't think you. I don't think your boy's like overly sensitive. I it, it I, when I first heard it, I went. Ugh. Really? Yes. Gosh. It was like it was like uh, you know, like I, I love and and it, and it became more and more that like I don't remember it at the beginning, 
It was like wow. it evolved into this, this like he was a, a Hispanic caricature. I just it's thought fun, this is man. not. Well, Speedy Gonzalez wasn't racist. Um, there was racist stuff in those cartoons. Hell yeah, <laughs> dude, go back and watch some of those cartoons. Oh my god, El- Elmer Fudd. Oh, I mean, I mean, uh, sorry, um, Daffy um, Duck. Uh, no, Magoo, Mr. Magoo. Oh my god, wow, seriously racist. Go back and watch some of those old cartoons. Yes. Some very I, racist was stereotypes. It, was Daffy Duck? Daffy Duck African-American? <laughs> <laughs> I know the coyote was definitely black. No, <laughs> no. Definitely Why? Because he, he, he kept getting it? Oh, man. No, he, he couldn't catch him. He couldn't catch the Roadrunner. Uh, well, I know, but I don't know. Well, Wiley Coyote took it. He took it in the shorts. Every single oh, time. Yes. Absolutely. It's tough. Tough. All right. Uh, the other, now on the flip side, again, this is the beauty of being LeBron. Nike uh, has dedicated and named its newest building after him. And I don't know, when was the last time you were on the Nike campus? I haven't been to Nike and I want to say, you know, seven, six or seven years. Really? We shot a piece up there. Yeah. So I was up there, I want to say, last fall. I think I've been there since then, but I was up there last fall with Brian Grant. Uh, and we went to, he was speaking there, and we went to one of the, the new buildings that looked like the Death Star. It looked like something out of Battlestar Galactic. Oh, it was amazing. And then we went to, uh, he was speaking in Mike Krzyzewski's building. Uh, Shevskyville is the gym. All glass windows. Uh, it's the Shevsky, uh scoreboard. I think if you go on my Instagram, you will find various photos of the building. Has his name all over the place. Has photos. Has a steel, like a wire steel uh, statue of him. It is amazing. I mean, it is. Shashevsky obviously means a lot to Nike because they put some dollars into wow. that thing. And so, see, you showed me a photo is of this the, the only. Is this the only? Is he the only coach that has? As far as I know, that type of. As far as I know, wow. like I, trying to think whether Tiger still has has his building or not, but Shashevsky's building was as impressive as anything that I've seen there. That and, and the Death Star, which was the, the new new building. And I should know, I think it's a research building, if I'm not mistaken. But in any event, um, LeBron's building, I mean, I, it, it's amazing. The architecture and the uh, the creativeness that uh, that goes into their buildings is truly, truly impressive. And I, and I, but I stop and I think about these buildings and I think about, all that goes into them and how magnificent they are. And they're built on shoes. They're built on gym shoes. I, it, it, it kind of boggles the mind. It's a little bit like, uh, I talked the other day to a guy who's a former sports writer who now has a shirt company that's doing very, very well. And, um, as soon as, as soon as I know they're sponsoring us, I'll, I'll mention the name. But in any event, former yeah. sports writer, former sports writer, got out of it and 
uh, is uh, is now the head of this this company that's doing extremely extremely well, and it's it's making shirts. And I would I would actually challenge that statement. And shout out LeBron because that's just big because it's kind of like a beyond the NBA thing. Like it's like it's huge for basketball. Yeah. Uh, by him having that building, but you know, when, when I think of Nike, I would say that Nike is more than just shoes. I would say that because there's other good shoes out there. There are other good shoes. Their PR department has created something different. Yeah, their public relations, their their uh, the, the way marketing. that they market their yeah. marketing team. That to me is what sets Nike apart. I'm like, well, what's the difference between these Nikes and these Adidas? I, well, I'm brainwashed to like Nike. I'm yeah. brainwashed to like Jordan. Like those Adidas got to look really good before you rock them. They yeah, look really good. I, you know, the Nike, the the Adidas that I've worn, I've liked the way they've looked. I haven't always liked the way they've worn. And I was a big Adidas guy coming up because as a soccer player. That was my shoe. The Adidas Gerd, uh, either the Beckenbauers or the Gerd Mullers were, were my shoe. You have a narrow foot? Yes. That's why. Yeah. Narrow foot and yeah. high arch. Mm-hmm. That's and why. so I, I love them. But like of late, the Adidas that I've tried, I think they are fashionable. I like the way they look, but I haven't liked playing in them when it comes to hoop shoes. Hmm. Now I haven't worn, I haven't played in Damien's. So I, those are, I hear those are pretty good, but so I, it, it's, but here's the thing. And I agree with you that Nike has done a great job of creating this brand and image that stands above and it's become to mean so much more. But the bottom line is where all this started is shoes, is gym shoes, is a waffle tread, is a running shoe. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. where all this started, and that's what's made these monolithic buildings. I, I just I find that extraordinary. All right. No, that's a good point. I mean, when you can sell it, you can make the shoe for like three or four dollars, and you can yeah. sell it for two hundred. We'll, we'll see with the, <laughs> with the Chinese hurt with the tariffs going on right now. Oh times be a changing. Nike has to be one of the the companies that is wondering like, what the hell's going on? Because I mean, it's shoot, even if they double, they make the shoes for five dollars a piece i mean what are you making it for 10 now yeah. i mean still think about it. still well no but if you have to move your production and you have to like you have to build new factories someplace else and then train new people and then like i i, I look they're obviously making money hand over fist but that marketing and creating an image and all the things that they do that costs money too so they need to keep that money train rolling. And I would imagine that if they, yeah, if they, if they have to double the price of, uh, the, uh, development and construction of their shoes, uh, or production of their shoes, then yeah, I could, I could see that being, being a challenge. Anyway. All right. Speaking of money and challenges. So I, I, I want to bring this up. This is a couple of NFL topics. Uh, we're recording this Thursday night after the Packers beat the Bears 10-3, and we'll get to that in a second. But Antonio Brown uh, posted on Instagram the letter that he got from Mike Mayock, the GM, fining him for not showing up and has gone through a multitude of things, helmet issues, uh, 
cryotherapy on his feet. Have you done you've done cryotherapy, right? Mm-hmm. You like it? it? No, I didn't. I'd rather sit for 15 minutes in a cold tub just because you never get comfortable in there. Oh, I loved it. I, I, really? Yeah, I loved it. It was. I love it more. I mean, I've done I've done the cold bath, and I like that a lot. I don't like the I don't like the ice. I don't like steeping in the ice. But yeah, but after, after like five minutes, you don't feel anything. That is true. Our boy Will Blackman. Did you know this? He did not use any cold therapy whatsoever. Didn't believe in it. Thought it dulled the the nerve endings. Never, but yes. like during his entire career, did not use cold therapy. See, that, that's kind of crazy for NFL. Oh. Maybe he got away with it being a DB, but my understanding is that like when you're when you're really banged up, like bruised, you're mm. supposed to hop in there. Yeah, or you're supposed to ice down. But just in general, you're not supposed to do this like a daily thing. No, I get that. Our one of our listeners uh, DM'd me and apparently has a medical background. He was like, um, "I hope I'm not it's talking out of turn. I'm not using his name." So, but. It, he, he was like, your boy Will is talking some nonsense when it comes to cold therapy. And, uh, and, and being like NFL, like the way he oh, was probably getting I, hit. Or, oh, you or, had to. I, you said like maybe because he was DB. I don't care what position. I, you were yeah, a punter. You were a punter. You take I'm, one hit. You take one yeah, lick. And you're I'm trying to hurt. think of a situation where he, I don't know how he got away with it. I you don't know. know. I don't know. He's a different Will is a different cat. He's over in London now. He's working for Sky, Sky Sports. He's still Yo, we're going to be doing the podcast. He's going to do it from dope. there. Yeah, he's over there. I think over there for like two months. Congrats, uh, Will. Yeah, shout out, shout out to our boy Will. So very quickly, um, Antonio Brown has done all this stuff. You've watched it as a fellow athlete. Do you look at that and but how do you how do you how do you measure that? How do you do you judge it? Do you go, I'm not going to judge it because I'm a fellow athlete? How do you view everything that Antonio Brown has done? And do you feel like any of it is justified? I think all of it is justified. I don't mind Antonio Brown being upset. About what? But About being fined? Fussing about the helmet, uh, getting into it with the GM, not liking the way he's been spoken Dude, to. Dude, he was at practice. Uh, not liking the way things went down. He was at practice and said he was going to punch the GM in front of the entire team. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And, 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 and what I would say, my problem is the way he's gone about it because he's going to mess it up for a lot of future athletes and they're going to put provisions in place or before they pay the next guy, they're going to say, remember what happened to Antonio Brown? And that now becomes an issue because there's guys currently locked out fighting in the NFL. You have top players in their position, best players on the team 
cannot get paid a contract, have to hold out until the day of camp, until the day of the game. This guy's still holding out. And Antonio's got $30 million at hand. And he's he's said he's going to walk away from it. Uh, he's he's fussing at it with the GM. I mean, he's just he's just melting from the seams, and it's much bigger than you, Antonio. That's how I feel. Yeah, and we all get upset, bro. It, it's some no, for real, Rick. It's some nonsense what you go through as a professional athlete. Athlete, I'm not going to hide or, or or change that. But the way you go and handle it. It's kind of what you get paid for, bro. Sure. Ain't no, ain't no other job on the planet you're going to get, Antonio, unless you, you're some amazing entrepreneur, and I hope you are. You're going to make $30 million. Here's the, okay. Here's the other part. As a, as a basketball player, and it's not every basketball player, but basketball players in general, your value, because the numbers are just the ratio, there are fewer of you guys on a team, and so you carry more leverage and weight. It's just, it's, it's how it works. Football doesn't work that way. Like as good as Antonio Brown is, and man, I, I just watched a clip of him the other day in training camp. And I was like, oh, reminded me just how good he is. He, it, they may, they may cut him. They may let him go. That's that's the difference. Whereas well, you, an NBA team, if you were as good as Antonio Brown on an NBA team, they would put up with almost anything. Yeah, I, I give you almost anything. I mean, I mean, I played with Demarcus, and Demarcus was 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 pretty testy in moments. He had mm -hmm. his moments. I'll say he's a great guy, but he had his moments. And he'll tell you that himself. But when I look at Antonio, here's the, here's a big difference between NBA and NFL. Those guys are replaceable. And you don't see the quarterback position can get away with that because they, they're kind of irreplaceable and they, they get it. So I would say if anybody can do that, the NBA is kind of a bunch of quarterbacks, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I can't replace Aaron Rodgers. We're firing a coach if he don't get along with Aaron Rodgers because he's Aaron Rodgers. Right. And that's the mentality kind of with basketball because he is the system. Like, go, go try to run that spread offense, that five wide with – uh, you know, whoever as your back with Matt yep. Castle, yep. you know what I'm saying? Go, go throw, go throw any anybody else in there, okay? Mark Sanchez, for instance, like that, that thing ain't working the exact same way. So, uh, to me, that's the biggest difference in the NBA. A young prospect can honestly put you over the top, or a guy, uh, a point guard per se, or a LeBron James, a Jimmy Butler. It's that big a difference, bro, between making the playoffs and not. So speaking of quarterbacks, I wasn't going to go here, but since you brought it up, a lot of them are in the NFL are getting paid on potential as opposed to like Ezekiel Elliott or other other positions. Like you, you have to prove what you are. Jared Goff, I don't know, has necessarily has proved who he is or Dak Prescott has proved who, who he's going to be or that he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. They're 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 giving him a contract that's anticipating he's going to become that. Is there a position in the NBA that is equal to that? I I've never looked at it that way and I don't think there is. I don't think it's by position. But I wondered if you if I'm missing something. If there is something about like if you're a point guard or maybe in this day and age because the 
small forward position is so dominant that there is a, there is a there is a position where you go, you know what? If you show anything, you're going to get paid ahead of some other position. Let's put it that way. Not on, not not commensurate with how it works with the NFL and QBs, but just a position that is more likely to get paid on potential if you show something than another position. Point guards and big men. Yeah. I can I can so fill ones in. And five? I can yep. I can fill in everything else in between. Yeah. Uh, point guards. I, mean, I can't teach height, and I I can't teach court vision. I can't teach you how to play the game. That's why everybody makes this big fuss over Lonzo Ball. That's why he was so highly sought after because a guy that can play make at the guard position, he makes everybody better immediately. You yeah. know, you, you look at the Warriors, Steph Curry's that guy. You look at the Lakers, LeBron James is that guy. Uh, Jason Kidd in his time was that guy. But a, a guy who can play make, he just makes everybody else look better. I can find a 3 and D guy, man. I don't want to say they grow on trees, but – you know, we can sure. we can figure that out. Well, that's and, where that's where I think the game. I just wonder. I asked it because I wonder whether the game has evolved. When I look at the premier position now of the top teams, it is that that dominant forward and can rotate between three and four. It's going to operate on different places on the floor. But LeBron, KD, Kawhi, Paul George. I put all of those guys in the top 10 players in the league right now. And I don't know that there's another position that is dominant as that one. Uh, for when it, when it comes to players who are all, like, I need to have this position and this type of player if I want to play for a championship. Well, Kawhi just showed you he could go out and get a championship, but he had to have all the pieces correct around him. Sure. So does LeBron. So does LeBron at this point. So does KD. to a lesser extent though to a lesser extent put it like this like if you're going to look at a quarterback you go well damn if you're going to grade quarterbacks you're going to go well damn Aaron Rodgers I can, put, I can put him on the field to anybody and he's going to throw guys open he's going to read defenses he's going to make everybody better and and LeBron's more Kirk that Cousins, than Kawhi is you look at Kirk Cousins yeah. and you're the Vikings and you yeah. go well we have a dominant run game he can throw the long ball and we can run some play action so Lot potential, right? Like you said, potential. Logically, that should work. So in the NBA, you look at a guy like Paul George and go, "Well, damn, he's he's top in his position. So if I pair him with A, B, and C, this is going to be really good." But LeBron James, you go, "I can I can cut a corner here, cut a corner there," because he's not going to need as much. But as shown, I agree with you, Rick. He he needs it now. That's the eighth mystery of the world is what Minnesota Vikings saw in Kirk Cousins. Because I could have told you when he was in Washington that wasn't going to work out. Could have told you, and 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 for my numbers, and he ain't going to work. It's not going to work out. He's not going to be what the Vikings need him to be. And because they Mm. spent that much money on him, means they can't spend it elsewhere to bolster the team around him. That was a bad bet. And if it was Mike Zimmer who made the decision, and I believe it was, who said, "Let's go get him," it is. Exhibit 9,743 of you don't give personnel control and the checkbook to the head coach because he's always going to look at, I just need to get this for this right now, as opposed to the big picture thinking. I I mean, I understand the logic, though. You had Case Keenum, and I know we're, we're dating back. We're not talking NFL coming up. 
And Case Keenum was a guy who was incredibly accurate, wasn't going to make his mistake, but he couldn't zip the ball downfield. Mm -hmm. And Kirk Cousins has a big arm. He's got an attitude. He's got a swagger. So the idea was with the dominant run game, he would be. It would be a simple one, two, three read. It wouldn't. This wouldn't be. Uh, it wouldn't be as difficult. I don't know about the swagger, but I'm I'm with you in that. Cousin, looking at Cousins as an upgrade from Keenum. Okay, I get that. But you made at the time you made Cousins the most, uh, the highest paid quarterback in the league. You can't. You can't spend. You can't do that. That that to me is. You know, killing the mosquito with a bazooka. You, you've got this. Yes, we just need to upgrade quarterback just a little bit. That's the missing piece. We just need to upgrade a little bit. Okay. If you can upgrade a little bit by spending a little bit or a little bit more, I'm with you. When you got to spend everything to upgrade a little bit, then it doesn't make any, any sense in the, and not in a, in a league where there's a, there's a salary cap. It just, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. It's it is in a way with the with the Cavs going back to Tristan Thompson and J.R. Smith and all the money that they spent on those guys. It's like, okay, yeah, you maintain, but you overpaid with a salary cap. If you overpay for talent anywhere, you're going to end up paying a price. If you're talking about winning a championship, if you're just trying to get along and be competitive, okay, that's one thing. But if you're trying to win a championship, every dollar has to count. Well, that's that's the nice part about free agency. If you hit it at the right time and there's a need, you're going to get paid. Oh, from a player same standpoint, way it's terrific. when you're going to get underpaid. That's yeah. just the market, bro. I get that. That's, I get that. I get that. I get that. But it's it's like the moves that the I talked about this on the last podcast. The Texans and and the moves they made. Like I understand Bill O'Brien's got to win right now. He's the only only playoff win he has to his name was against the third string Raiders quarterback Connor Cook because yeah. Matt McGloin got hurt in the game and Derek Carr broke his leg two weeks earlier. That's the only win in I think four or five attempts that he's that he's had that he's desperate to win. But the moves that he made are going to hamstring this team's moving forward, and I don't know that they necessarily got distinctly better. They, they, they moved around their talent. It's better position to protect Deshaun Watson with Laramie Tunsil at left tackle, but it's not as if, you know, giving up multiple first round picks, future first round picks and a second rounder just wasn't, isn't worth what they got. Um, speaking of which, um, teams that are, that have evolved, uh, the, the Packers win a game over the Bears 10 to three and, Aaron Rodgers saw Aaron Rodgers interviewed after the game. And I've never seen a guy so happy. It actually, I'm, I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan. So I'm a believer in him. He's been taking a lot of criticism lately. And this to me gave you a insight into what his thinking is. They were 10, they, they won 10 to three and he was over just over the moon about the fact that they had a defense. Said it twice. Hey, well, we've we've got a well, defense. Well, yeah, yeah, well, that was that's something he hadn't really quite had. No, that Super Bowl run, right? They, they they were they were really built around him passing the ball. Yep. But he sits out all the preseason, Rick, and 
this is the first time he probably like, you know, like I didn't have to do everything. Like I didn't care. Yes. Yes. Like I didn't care. It's like, wow. Yes. And he loved and he loved it. And and it's weird. It's almost like when I watched that game, it was like part of me was like, he doesn't feel like it's go time. Like he doesn't feel the pressure. Right. Like he can just manage this thing out. Well, like he can chill. Yeah. And (laughs) maybe because in the past it was like, if we don't score 28, 29 points, we're not going to win. You're going to have a shot. I, I, gonna have a shot. I have to extend plays. I have to make some miracle moves. And now it's just like, now I can just play football. He looked so happy about that. To which, which, because the criticism of, of Aaron in some ways is that Aaron is all about Aaron and he's not a good teammate. And his, his view of this win and his reaction to it, to me, says, some of that criticism may be maybe misplaced. I, I don't think that I don't think that that kind of you know takes the blood get away, Rick. Um, in a sense that, like, yes, you know you won, but that doesn't mean you're not a jerk. Still, like, you know you played like crap. You know you set out all the preseason. Like, yeah. I, I I don't think that just absolves him completely. I'm not saying it absolves him. I've never necessarily bought into all of the criticism. Some of, so you know, some questions about his relationship with his brother Jordan and his family and and all of that. I mean, Aaron's a unique guy, no question. I just feel as if over the last three four months, he's really been portrayed as this this guy who's not, you know just not everything that he's been made out to be as a player and a lot of it being personal scrutiny of his character and his reaction tonight just to me was defied what people said about him which is kind of it's got to be all about about Aaron it could have been very easy if it was living up to the the criticism he would have been kind of diffident and would would have been maybe questioning the offense that they weren't able to score enough or whatever it might be. And there was, there was none of that. He was, he loved the fact that their defense won the game. So points for him. All right. Last thing I want to hit before we go team USA, uh, nearly lost to Turkey should have lost. Didn't won in overtime and then put a beat down on, uh, Japan, uh, I'll put it simply to you right now. Do you have them, based on what we saw in group play and knowing what they have in front of them, Serbia, Spain, Greece, etc., do you have them winning gold? I would take this USA team. I would give them a 70% chance at gold. Uh, Just because, man, if you hadn't learned anything from that Turkey game, when the stakes are even, you can lose to anybody, bro. In international play, these sure. dudes will scratch and claw and fight and hit buzzer beaters and and go ten of eleven from the three point line. Like it's a different ball game, bro. Yeah, it is a game of inches. And the USA team, they're absolutely growing during this uh, to, during this process. And I mean, this could be arguably one of Popovich's greatest achievements as, as a gold medal. You know, as it comes to that, but. but I I give them a 70% chance, bro, just because it could be anybody. And as the rounds go on in international play, the game changes. They get more film on you, and you really can get exposed out there, bro. Uh, I'm going to go 
Mm. I think there's Gain a better chance. I think there's a better chance that they don't win the gold. Mm. But I will say that I love the way that this team is evolving. And uh and and the way they're coming together. And honestly, they're winning gold. I uh, maybe I I'm just cut from a different cloth right now when it comes to our national team. But for me it's not about like we have to impose our superiority or whatever. I want to see our players, our young players grow in the game. I want to see them get better. I want to see them represent us with a game and with an attitude that shows that they love the game and that they love playing with each other. And this team has shown me that. And so like it's a little bit you can have, you know, the jackasses out there, the jackass team, guys that, that are hard to root for and they win a gold. I'm like, okay, they won a gold, but yeah, they just, they're still jackasses. There's no jack, there are no jackasses on this team. I love, I love, I just love the attitude of this team and the way they've talked about each other and how much they, they love playing with each other. And they, and they don't have any expectations other than, you know, we're going to, we're shooting for gold. We know we're up against it. But we're going to try to be as as good as we can be. We're going to try to come together and try to get it done. I love that. What's not the love? You know, the biggest takeaway that I'm getting from this USA team, mm. the biggest takeaway is that the Boston Celtics are going to have a heck of a season. Hmm. Marcus Spart. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Kimba Walker. And, uh, and Kimba Walker. These guys are getting experience playing together yeah. during the summertime that they won't get in a pro-am, that they won't get in the practice facility, that they won't get in some private workout with Kobe Bryant, okay? Yeah. These guys are getting experience, which you can't take away. Yeah. Boston Celtics, I'm looking at this, this team differently for the experience that they're getting right now. All right. This this could be a game changer and hats off to the Celtics organization for going, hey, we're sending our guys over. We're sending them all over. You guys are all playing. No problem. Go have at it. Saw Danny, Danny Ainge was at the LA practices checking in on his guys. Yes. I give Boston credit and let's see if it pays off for them. We will in one of our upcoming Buker and Holland's podcast, we will pick our top five in both conferences. Actually, we may have to go. I don't know if we're going to go to the extent we did last year when we started this thing because we broke it down. We had different categories. We had, we did all that. I think we may simplify things. I'm good with doing that again if you want, but, uh, I, I, I kind of killed you in, in my predictions versus your predictions. Oh, so I don't want to put you yeah, through that I again just... if, if you don't want to be, as you said, exposed. So maybe we need okay. maybe we need we need to post these predictions and see what we say. Oh, maybe we could we need to post these predictions, and we could do that too. We will do that. Oh gosh! However, in the next podcast, uh, Will Blackmill will be joining me all the way from London, England. He will not be doing any accents, as far as I know. But then again, who knows? But we will look at the. Uh, we'll get his take on Antonio Brown because he's been very. Uh, out front on his thoughts, mostly tongue in cheek uh, on Twitter, on social media. But he's also been a defender of Antonio Brown in a big way. And we'll see if he's still defending him 
after all that we've seen transpire. And then we'll get his feel for uh, the first Sunday of football because we'll be recording this after the first slate of games Sunday night. All right. Uh, Don't forget, we appreciate you rating and reviewing the show uh, on iTunes or wherever you get get your podcasts. And if you want us to do something for you, screenshot that review and send it to App Friends and you will be eligible to win some prizes. DJ Tony, the Kobe's are in the mail. Put them in the mail today. So they are on their way. Please take a photo of you wearing them and send it to us because uh, we'd like to know that they fit and you're enjoying them. All right, that does it for Ryan, for myself, as always. Thanks for listening. on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns